0: This is the Starseed Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs. I'm a quantum healer and hypnosis teacher who helps people all over the world discover the galaxy within themselves. Join me on an intergalactic journey as we explore what it means to be human in a world where we are just beginning to understand that we are not alone. hello my star children hope you guys are doing well out there rolling with the the chaos of, of life if <laughs> anybody else is feeling that way um, I don't know if you guys if you guys hear howling in the background it's it's because it's a blustery day uh, here and for whatever reason the way the the wind hits things it makes that like ghost sound <laughs> which is um sounds like I live in a, a spooky Halloween house or something so my apologies if you hear that just had uh, our graduation um meeting for this past round of QHC and I my heart is feeling very very full right now um i'm just i'm so grateful for the the people that come into my sphere um you guys are just you guys are just such wonderful beautiful souls all of you who um i have the honor to be able to work with and um i'm just really grateful and appreciative that i get to work with such just really amazing and unique individuals and and we all have such an interesting karmic uh, background you know I um, the I guess my biggest takeaway from hearing everybody share their own takeaways today from from the the program is you know that we um, it is such a gift to be able to help people remember who they are and their soul you know their soul's journey that we are not just showing up here as humans you know that that is just one little piece of who we are there's so much more um that we have been and uh and all that we have been has has shaped exactly who we are today and um It's just, it's a huge gift to be able to help people remember. So my heart feels very full right now. Um, So this week, I wanted to actually um, give myself permission to have a little bit of a break since it's a holiday week and I have my kids home with me. And anybody with uh, small children knows that um, it working <laughs> when they're around and they, they need things from you, is not always easy. And uh, yeah, so because of that, I'm actually decided to play a, an episode on the podcast that was from a long time ago. I'm going to venture to say maybe even a year ago. Um, but I think it's one of m- it, it's definitely worth re-releasing. I think it is one of my favorite um, informative, info-packed episodes. Uh, it does it features Anru um, and Kate of the Earth Council, the group formerly known as the Earth Council. <laughs> um, but I, I really, I, I'm, I've been so blessed to have anu come into my life and kate and work with them um, so that i can we ha we were able to get so much amazing information from them and um i am just so grateful that we have this information because it really helped put into perspective a lot of things um, I don't know how many of you have read The Three Waves of Volunteers and The New Earth by Dolores Cannon. But that is that was my introduction to Starseeds, was reading that book. And um, you know, her theory, Dolores Cannon's theory, was that, you know, we've there's these three three generations, right? There's the people who incarnated um, you know, who are older, who are, like, boomer generation. Um, and they were the first ones. And then there was another, you know, the next ones are the second waivers, which would be, like, probably my age. Uh, and then the, the third waivers, who are younger, maybe more Gen Z age. Um, but <clears throat> I found that theory to be interesting, but not entirely complete. I always kind of knew there was more to it than just that. Um that that was kind of just, you know, it was a hypothesis, right? This is Dolores published that book I think in 2017. Um and I think she please don't quote. Don't come after me. Don't send the Dolores cannon police after me. Um <laughs> the I think she passed in 2019 and that book came out in 2017. And so you know that that wasn't that long ago. Um, and so, you know, we, there's just so much more to learn. To me, that was really the tip of the iceberg. That's why it really, I get kind of irked when people treat that book. That's why I don't recommend that book as like your first book, maybe, um, to read about star seeds, just because, uh, I don't know, people kind of can treat it like a Bible in a sense or, um. It's like the word and you don't question the word of Dolores Cannon. But even Dolores said like, you know, she's just a human who's trying to figure all the stuff out. Just like I'm just a human trying to figure all the stuff out. And, you know, we're we're never we never have all the answers. And we're, we're always going to have some sort of bias that we bring in um, to to our our discovery, uh, our exploration. Right. So I wanted to. Who, yeah, so the reason I say that is that um, I always kind of knew that was just kind of the tip of, of the iceberg. There's so much more to uncover that we had no idea of. And so that's why I'm re-releasing this episode. Because I feel like when I did this session with Kate, um, we really, really tapped into a, a really much deeper understanding of the logistics of being a starseed. And having parallel entities that we're connected to, and how long we've been here, and what we've been doing since we were here. So um, that's how I'm going to share this episode. I think it is um, just super, super informative. So that's what I'm going to be sharing today in the podcast, just re-releasing that, and I hope that you enjoy listening to this.
1: I'm observing again. Okay. I'm close to Earth. I would assume it's Earth. It's very blue and green. Mm-hmm. doesn't have a color that I can see. There is a very large pyramid-shaped ship uh, just kind of floating in. It feels very benevolent. It doesn't feel evil or anything like that. It just feels very calm, soft. Um, There's a bunch of little more circle shaped ships around it. And it looks like it's come from a very far distance. Mm.
0: Do you know what it's there to do?
1: I think it's there to initiate something.
0: Mm.
1: Like, it's very, very, very big. Very large.
0: And... Um, Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I just feel like I'm almost, like, locked in this spot, watching. Uh
0: (laughs) Okay. Um... Should we see if if Anru wants to help? Yeah, we can try that. Okay. All right. Anru, I'm sure you're in there if you want to come forward and say hi so you can help give us some more insight into what is viewing. (laughs) How's it going? (laughs) Uh, It's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm happy to speak with you again. I'm happy to speak with you too. So, um, can you tell me a little bit about what uh, you're showing? Mm.
1: This is a mm, this is a very important <laughs> thing. Um, I think it's it's probably happening close to now more than in the past. Uh-huh. Um, so I probably don't know the specific things about it, but it's in preparation for something big, probably the shift or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. The um, first... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I just... Sorry. You're good. You're good. <laughs> um, I, I just did not want to cut you off. So um, the, the first thing that kind of came to my mind was... Uh, could it be something around like contact um, or anything like that I think so Mm -hmm. Um, it
1: might also have a lot of yes contact but um, how do I say this so I think it has lots of the parallel people inside of it um it also has just normal ones and it has the first people to wake up from the tubes in it oh cool
0: oh i yeah. just got the chills <laughs>
1: i think that's what's happening here yeah <laughs> there's a you... kind of collect all of those who are the first to wake up and they bring them over
0: uh-huh and so wake up as in um leave their Is it leave their Earth bodies or um, become aware of what's going on?
1: Um, Specifically leave their Earth bodies and then go back to their original body. Uh And then they're going to have like, I guess, a checkup session and then be
0: sent back down to Earth as soon as possible. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you able to tell us a little bit more about the ship and the ships surrounding it? Uh, It is what humans
1: call a mothership. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs>
1: and then the small ones are kind of like little, uh, they kind of have the same function as fighter jets, but not nearly as fighter y.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, they have like a protective kind of.
1: Thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the big ship is just kind of, it just kind of takes its sweet time and floats through space <laughs> mm-hmm. so they've decided to move everybody who's going to wake up rather soon in tubes and put them on this ship and kind of pilot them to earth so that way they don't have to get zinged halfway across the galaxy wake up zing back across <laughs> oh i see yeah that way they're little... just right there yeah can you explain a little bit more about that zinging or the
0: like how that process would work
1: oh okay so here on earth we are separated almost into two beings one of us is more human obviously and then the other one is our original self and our original personality Mm -hmm. we are effectively split down the middle there's like a wall in between us Mm -hmm. and um that's how we exist on earth our souls also don't go back to normal when we pass away and we live in the soul soup because Mm -hmm. uh, there's no need for that wall to go down if we're just going to go right back so for however long you're here your soul is effectively split in two Mm -hmm. when your contract I guess is over you travel all the way back to your original form because it's still alive and
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: your body will call it back to you, basically.
0: That makes sense. And
1: you are rejoined with yourself, both human and, I assume, alien part of you. Yeah. It's just kind of merged together, and then you become a whole person again. Um, And you remember everything from both past and like past, past lives, like your original life or your lives before that. And then your human lives, you're all mushed together. So you remember everything. Wow. Um, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> if, if you were to stay where you were, like if you have, if you were to stay, if your body was to stay in that facility that they originally put you in the tube in, you would be flung halfway across the galaxy. So you wake up and be in a completely different place and kind of right. freak out a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what that reminds me of? I just saw... It's random. I just saw The Matrix for the first time. Yeah. So it's like...
1: <laughs> it's very, very similar to that. Where
0: you like wake up and you're like, what the hell is going Ooh, on? Yeah, where you wake <laughs> up and you're like, where am I? Yeah, yeah.
1: that exactly that.
0: Got it. So, so this is to and, kind of like ease the process. Yeah,
1: right? instead of doing that and having to deal with two, three, four, five, ten, 10 however many people wake up at one time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: instead of having to deal with all of them at once we're just going to shove them all into a ship, take their tube, put them on a ship take them to earth, that way when they wake up, some comfort is look out the window, there's earth
0: I see mm-hmm. that makes sense um, do you know how the like waking up process works? Or like how that the mechanic Yeah,
1: work. kinda. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever you know. I've I've never actually seen it, but because we've watched, I guess, so many sci-fi movies, we have an inkling of how it happens. Right. Um it is you're basically floating in a tube mm-hmm. that you're connected with wires and things like that and it sustains you or however long you need to stay in that tube. And then when your time is up, quote-unquote, I'm not really sure how they know that, Mm
0: -hmm. but they
1: do. um, And they will basically drain your tube and take you out of the tube and clean you up, clean all the fluid off of you, lay you on the table, and then just kind of wait for you to wake up because you go from like a coma state where your brain is basically basic functions only mm-hmm. to you start your signs start to pick up a little bit of brain activity maybe that's how they figure it out because
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. they're monitoring your your brain as well as your your readout from your human life so i'm sure they can see that you're like oh getting close to passing away or something like that and then your brain activity and your real body starts to pick up mm-hmm. so and, and yeah, then they, that makes sense yeah then they take you out and they monitor you until your brain activity is back to normal and then you do like the touch your fingers and the wiggle your toes and uh-huh. can you scrunch your nose kind of thing
0: yeah That's yeah sense. okay um so <laughs> how do they choose um can you tell me more about like the contracts or like how they choose which ones when it's time to kind of start coming back I'm sure it wouldn't be like a mass amount of people all at once because that would be oh, a no, 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 no it's
1: Yeah, <laughs> that is very suspicious. It's more like uh, they kind of come trickling in, mm-hmm. but you can still, via the trickle, have multiple people at once. So it's easier on those doctors, scientists, whatever, who are watching us oh, sure. to have more of a kind of one-at-a-time situation where eventually most of us will taper off to there's not many of us left on earth and most of us are back in our own bodies Mm -hmm. but there is also the fact of the different uh waves of people so like the different Uh generations um so gen 2 is probably going to wake up soon and gen 3 still has some time to go
0: okay yeah because gen one is already
1: gen one is pretty much done yeah
0: yeah um That makes sense. Are the people who are going to be leaving their bodies, are they going to be um, kind of more like older people or just kind of totally varies? Um, It'll be, it'll vary
1: specifically upon what kind of life you've been living so far. So some of them could be young having started another life. Some of them could be old. Some of them could be in between. It really doesn't matter Mm -hmm. um, because you're just going to get recalled
0: soon basically right and those are those are the ones that have been um on earth the longest right yeah
1: as of yeah as of right now uh gen two is the oldest generation because gen one is pretty much doing whatever they're doing now back in space
0: yeah (laughs) that makes sense Mm -hmm. um and so why is um why is now the time that uh, they're initiating this process with the Gen Two people?
1: Um, things are things are changing. Uh, of course, we're all still incredibly impatient, but now is the time to push, basically, mm. like really hard. Push, push, push because humanity, if left to their own devices, will take another 2 million years to figure their stuff out. Mm-hmm. So now is the time to push them because I get the sensation that we, we need them.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's, it's time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. so um, part of this recall, how does that help push the process? So, us as
1: Gen 2, we're supposed to kind of, I guess, pull people with us. So, not recall them, but pull them into, like, I guess, a higher state of thinking, pose Mm. questions. Um, Basically, just our generation is odd in the sense that we're supposed to prepare people for... ...things that are going to happen. So... ...very open-minded, very... ...kinda... ...everything, anything could happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And... ...so Gen 2 is the, the preparation for this. And then, at the end of Gen 2... ...they're going to start actually implementing, like, visits and things like that. And then Gen 3 is supposed to help... Round out the rest of, kind of, like, Gen Two is supposed to get like half of the population, and then Gen Three will round out the other half, and then Gen Four is there just to do like extra cleanup.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. and that and that's like when you say the po- the population, you mean like humanity, humanity to kind of help them get ready yeah. for the shift that's coming
1: yeah and not just
0: consciousness
1: yeah and not just the shift but the the whole wide universe out there
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: humans have a very hard time grasping what they don't understand yeah so it's time for us to shift things so that they can understand that not understanding is okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. because Right now, it doesn't. We, it yeah, doesn't work we have like to be that.
0: open. We have to be open to paradox as a yeah, um, as a planet because things are so <laughs> kind of weird, and mm-hmm. um, we're preparing for joining the galactic community.
1: Yes, basically is what what we're doing, but we are doing it in such a manner that we are pushing them quicker and they would have ever gone by themselves. Mhm. And it should be it's going to be a kind of a bumpy process, but in the long run it'll be so much smoother than waiting for them to decide to not freak out <laughs> on their own,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so my question is um would uh, wouldn't it be better to keep Gen Two down here to keep up with the with Pushing community along, or is it just that's like- what Gen 3 is for? Okay, so it, it's just kind of naturally supposed to happen in stages. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Gen 2 starts the process and gets mm-hmm. like
1: halfway through it, gets halfway through the project. And well, technically, Gen 1 started the process, then Gen 2 takes over and does half of the work, so like a big bulk, a big mm-hmm. progress bar. Gen 2 does that. And then Gen 2 returns to their original bodies. That way, when it's time, they can go to Earth Mm -hmm. and have all of these memories and remember what it is to be human. And then Gen 3 and human bodies will kind of work in tandem. Mm -hmm. And then they will take care of most of the rest of the population. Okay. In the sense that they will usher them along. Got it. Because they're so open-minded And so people will just kind of follow That
0: mm-hmm. So they're there to kind of be Yeah, um, they're kind of, yeah, they're kind of leaders. Yeah, leaders And like Yeah, and bring their kind of um, uh, What am I trying to say Like their kind of mindset and their Their way of being To kind of influence those around them mm-hmm. Exactly that because they're
1: supposed to, when, I guess, contact ensues, mm-hmm. and it's going to be mainly Gen 1 and Gen 2 people coming down to speak with humanity again, mm-hmm. but as themselves. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. As so-
1: without wearing a human disguise anymore. Right. So they okay. come down, and then a, a, people are going to freak out, right. and that's what Generation 3 is for. That
0: makes sense.
1: They're they're there to catch the fallout and to be like, well, I think it's pretty cool. And then people will just kind of follow that calmness mm. and that open-mindedness, and then it'll move on faster. And then Gen Four will pick up the teensy weensy little slack that there is.
0: That completely makes sense. Yes, <clears throat> um, because we, yeah, part of our awakening as human. As humans is to be open to joining the galactic community. Mm-hmm. Cause we have to at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is that? Uh, I'm just curious. Like, is that why? Kind of right now, I know there's a lot of. At least I've been seeing a lot of things. Maybe it's just my feed or whatever, but um, th- things about like you know the the new James Webb Telescope and things like that that oh, are kind of yeah. broadening our it feels like, what it feels like to me... Horizons. Yeah, it like feels like it's kind of preparing us to be mm-hmm. open to other ones mm-hmm. and contact. Yeah, I've seen...
1: We've seen lots of that on our feed as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, It's it's kind of... Like, earlier today, we saw one that was like a sketch Galileo did.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: a picture the James Webb Telescope took like a couple days ago or something of Jupiter.
0: Yeah. And
1: they're like look how far
0: we've come it's like yeah <laughs> yeah I've been seeing a lot of things like um showing how basically how sm- how tiny we are and how it's like obvious we're not alone because you know it's like yeah. the telescope will take a picture and then you'll see like a hundred tiny galaxies like in the background mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's like there's yeah, no way um Yeah, so it feels like we're getting prepared, like, Mm -hmm. you know, so that it's not a giant shock when contact starts.
1: I think it's also funny that humanity is kind of doing it to itself, too.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Some
1: things have nothing to do with the Federation, but they're just doing it themselves. And they're like, all right, this is fine. This works. Yeah, (laughs) I feel
0: like the curiosity is there. And yeah, um, I have found it really interesting. How do people know if they are part of this generation, too, that is going to be st- to start getting recalled? Or, like, how will they know that maybe their their time is coming?
1: Mm-hmm. So, Tip- mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how to describe this because I just kind of knew. Mm hmm. Um... Like I had a, I had a sensation that it was, oh, you're going to go back soon, and then of course we we collectively looked into it and then kind of pulled some things apart basically, um, but it's more of the when I guess you get to the awakening part where you're like, oh. This is, you know, what's happening or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll get a sensation that'll be like, you're going back soon. And that's mm-hmm. kind of you preparing yourself for leaving.
0: That makes sense. So you, mm-hmm. that kind of starts from within as mm-hmm. like intuition.
1: hmm It's mainly generation two, because we've been here for so long, should have rather strong intuitions because you've right. been here for so long. And then suddenly the... Uh, wall that you're being hidden, you're split between your head and behind is kind of being lessened over mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. So eventually one day you'll just kind of have a little bit of a wake up and be like, oh, well, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, but... Generation two is I don't I don't really know how to tell you how you know about that or not I guess you just know or you don't know
0: <laughs> Yeah you don't you don't necessarily know which generation yeah. you are unless you've had experiences that kind mm-hmm. of confirm it mm-hmm. <laughs> Um so now we begin to have a conversation about dissociation. so this is something that comes up often with my clients um, is kind of this. I would call it like a group of different, uh, experiences, which include disassociation. It's also very common to what I've seen is, you know, uh, body dysmorphia, um, being transgender is so common for starseeds as well, you know, different Uh, experiences or differences where it feels like what's inside doesn't match the outside or you know there's some sort of a disconnect between the body and the spirit and not that any of these are negative uh, at all it's just I would just consider it a, a difference and something that is poorly understood so, I know this is verging into pseudoscience, you know, but th- there is there's not a lot of information about this. And so, you know, it's just getting getting more information uh, where where we can from these entities about why these things happen, so that we can kind of put the pieces together in our own lives if we are struggling with some of these things. I know what came up for me uh, before in a session was the uh, body issues and I've been thinking about this so much recently because uh, I, I've always felt like my body wasn't what I expected like I ex—I literally expected to be this like tall statuesque <laughs> now now that I know why it all makes sense but this like tall statuesque um, like goddess being and I believe it's because my my other body right is is lyren they're tall they're um they're 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 not they're not what I am (laughs) right I'm I'm this little short thing uh you know who's always struggled with you know weight fluctuations and things like that and so and um just never like I've always been kind of grossed gross. This is so weird. I've never shared this before, said this aloud. I've always been grossed out by human bodies, like my own included. And I never really questioned that. I just always was, you know, I would want to change it, you know, change how I feel. But it didn't really occur to me until recently that like, oh, maybe that's because there's that disconnect at a soul level, knowing that this is not really my body. So I just think this is an interesting conversation to have and to uh, kind of normalize these differences where there is some sort of disconnect between body and spirit.
1: I think our body is getting rather close to us. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we're not feeling so grounded anymore. Mm -hmm. Winter's coming. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, um, we're probably not feeling as grounded as we probably should be and our body is getting closer and um, I it's think kind of probably, like feeling that pull a little bit mm-hmm. and I think my own thoughts are kind of bleeding into theirs mm-hmm. so because um, the walls kind of come down a little bit mm-hmm. and so it's hard to maintain both versions I guess at once mm-hmm. um, so I know that is frustrating (laughs) Mm -hmm. because we've dealt with that for a long time, but that's mainly what triggers the frustration. And then from the frustration just comes the disassociation
0: and from the disassociation Mm -hmm. comes my thoughts (laughs) and it's Uh just, it's a whole cycle. Okay. We could do some thought work at some point. That might be fun. Mm -hmm. With, uh, since you got two sets of thoughts, going on <laughs> <here>. yeah kind of <laughs> um, but when 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 we
1: disassociate i kind of take over a little bit um and i'm it's my thoughts that are kind of steering so when we disassociate that's mm. why we feel like we're floating mm-hmm. kind of out of oneself is because uh we're basically on equal footing mm-hmm.
0: um the that makes sense.
1: human personality is no longer the main personality and we are now on like a 50 50 (laughs) right
0: so that makes so much sense what about um what about for people who are parallel people is it kind of the same
1: well that kind of depends sometimes you'll defer to your true personality and your true self Mm -hmm. and you'll feel odd i Mm -hmm. guess whereas I feel like I'm floating outside of this form, Mm -hmm. um, you might feel like you don't even really exist kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Parallel parallel selves have to be incredibly strong to maintain it all through fluctuations of emotions and statuses and all kinds of stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of more of a you feel like you don't exist at all, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or at least that you shouldn't exist kind of thing because mm-hmm. your true personality is not in your body. <laughs> right. You have a humanized piece of it. So
0: Right. Right. That makes sense. Um for parallel people, how much yeah, how much of their personality is them and how much of their personality is the oh, or when I say them, the human part and how mm-hmm. much of their personality is the parallel part?
1: Um so unlike the two people who have mm-hmm. their personality in their body just kind of blocked off, mm-hmm. parallel people have uh like a constant stream going back and forth of like a like a connection that is always maintained. Mm-hmm. Um so it kind of cycles. That so makes it's sense. never mm-hmm. so sometimes Typically, though, the human part is a little bit more uh, blocked off. Mm -hmm. But the human personality definitely travels back to the original body and the original personality. And then Mm -hmm. when the parallel self kind of opens up a little bit, then it's more of a constant cycle of spinning. But to keep the human part of themselves safe, they have to kind of like shut that link down a little bit because otherwise they'll just overwhelm the human
0: right because if there's so much transference back and forth then it can Mm -hmm. kind of detrimental to both sides i would assume
1: Mm -hmm. because the human would freak out which in turn would send that back to the original self who would
0: (laughs) have to deal with that have to deal with human emotions oh god yeah (laughs) (laughs) Like, can yeah. you stay contained over there, please? Yes,
1: precisely. So they kind of shut that half of their link down. So only like a trickle goes through most of the time. And then the human just kind of doesn't know what's uh-huh. going on. So they are unregulated and it's just kind of like, whoosh. Oh
0: so. my gosh, this makes so much sense. Um, <clears throat> just based on personal experience. So when <laughs> when um, I'm curious, like, I find it hard to connect to my parallel self on demand Mm -hmm. I find it very hard and it's very frustrating um Mm -hmm. it's like I have to be in a deep deep trance to do it and I'm like god damn it (laughs) like you're you're right there (laughs) I know you are there like I've connected (laughs) to you before is there a reason why that's like not so easy whereas for you like you're able to tap in quite easily and your other self is kind of there all the time Mm -hmm. um
1: so the reason why it's so hard for you to tap in is because uh we I talked about the kind of a human is standing in a sound box and everybody is outside and the human inside is screaming
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh-huh. <laughs> so it's basically that it's like kind the two of situation kind of yeah mm-hmm. so basically how it works most of the time is humans are standing We'll say in a recording studio or something, mm-hmm. and the sound in there is very muffled because it's soundproof. But mm-hmm. everybody outside, because of the microphone, can hear and hear. Uh-huh. So, so typically, humans are screaming, mm-hmm.
0: uh-huh. and
1: we can't hear anything.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, the reason why it's easier to connect when we are in a trance is because we stop screaming. Uh huh. Yes. And start listening.
0: Right. We yes. Step <laughs> we step out of the sound booth.
1: We step out of the sound booth. Yeah. And go face and to face have, a little bit. Yes. And can have a normal conversation. And Lyrens, because you have such a hard time connecting, Lyrens take no shit. So <laughs> because of the constant screaming of no fault of your own. Yeah. Uh, your other parallel self will just be like, mm-mm. and yeah like sorry i'm trying to do like i'm trying to do paperwork Mm -hmm. so you have to be in such a deep state of relaxation and trance so that you're no longer yelling across the void and she can come and talk to you
0: yeah okay yeah that makes sense okay one one last question about this that i just have to ask okay so um if if we wanted to well this is sort of about this sort of not but if we wanted to initiate in person contact right because I'm very Mm -hmm. very very familiar with how um inner contact works and Mm -hmm. outer contact but I'm just I'm just curious if there's any more information here that I can get um if there if we wanted to initiate physical in-person contact Mm -hmm. with our parallel self since they actually their body is actually out there doing Mm -hmm. so I know mine is on a ship Mm-hmm. What what might I do?
1: So... How do I put this?
0: Because I've had um, inner contact before. I just, yes. I, and I would love to have outer contact. Oh, I think we all would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: inner contact is the easiest. It has yeah. the... Um, it has, like, I quote-unquote the least strings attached mm-hmm. because each party can stay... In their spot outer contact takes time and effort and hoops that you have to jump through right so it's kind of a based upon permission mm-hmm. deal so they can't just at least the Federation can't just show up and be like ho, ho, ho I'm here right no right, right.
0: <laughs> yeah no 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 absolutely not
1: <laughs> they have to they again prime directive kind of deal they have to keep their distance for most of the time and typically unless there is something really awful going on they're not allowed to come down right because you're trying to keep the experience as human as possible Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is frustrating
0: (laughs) right you know what um that's interesting i have had I always forget about this. I have had in-person contact before that my parallel mm-hmm. self has told me about, which I mm-hmm. perceived at the time as um being uh attacked. <laughs> just mm-hmm. Because I was like, What the hell is going on here? I'm eleven and there are aliens <laughs> in my house and I don't know. What's going yeah. on. Um and yeah, and she told me about that that they were they were just checking on me because I was mm-hmm. kind of depressed yeah you know (laughs) that's that's
1: an emergency situation (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and so but that didn't go well so they didn't attempt after that yeah um yeah so now i'm like yeah well i'm gonna be in joshua tree next weekend out in the middle of the desert with other (laughs) alien friendly humans (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to initiate contact (laughs) just putting it out there if you want you can send send somebody to come say hi (laughs) see if it'll
1: work (laughs) <laughs> oh if only if, if only, only it was I that easy do, if only <laughs> it was that easy if only i could just whip out my cell phone and be like hey guys <laughs> i need you to do a drive-by yeah Monet. here's Monet's window. coordinates. <laughs> wave out the window at them please <laughs> yeah. um but uh in-person in contact is a lot harder to initiate because there's a lot of there's a lot, a lot of, of rules other and stipulations yeah. and one of the reasons she could come down and see you when you were younger was because it was an emergency situation mm-hmm. and it was not only distressing you but it was distressing her. So mm, That makes because sense. She was, having, she was having to deal with those emotions and therefore it was affecting her effectiveness.
0: Ah, okay. So she started to do some damage control. <laughs> basically it and it made everything worse
1: <laughs> yeah and when she was like oh god i've made it worse she just kind of was like get back in the ship let's go yeah
0: let's go do it yeah let's yeah. get out of here that yeah. makes a lot of sense Um uh, mm-hmm. yeah wow that's so interesting so okay okay all right i'm gonna i'm sure i'll have more <laughs> que- questions at some point but um <laughs> Okay, so then I asked about a friend of this client's who um, she had a feeling she had known from another lifetime. And so then this kind of discussion came up around that. So that's just a little bit of context here. I I cut out the um, more personal parts and just tried to leave in the information that I thought would be relevant for uh, everybody listening. And do... Okay, here's a question. I've encountered this many times before where I do hypnosis session with somebody and then we've had a life. You know, we've shared a lifetime together on the Federation Mm -hmm. or on Lyra or wherever. Um, So do we kind of like... Do we plan for... maybe i'm asking why why is that or like why do we um why do we attract people that are that we've known in previous lifetimes or work together or or whatnot um you know the like mechanics of that yeah
1: yeah um so at least (laughs) it's different when you meet a soul on earth and then you kind of have that soul bond or whatever and then you you just kind of travel through yeah. lives together that's that's a little different this is more like each life is very carefully planned by someone right and yeah, and yeah and to give you the most uh comfort or the most uh well-being contentment and then the most information it depends on who you're going to meet so was in my first life because he is comforting to me. So mm-hmm. we're there because he lived one more before that for me. So he lived that was his second life was when I showed up. So he was there already, having been kind of acclimated. And then settled me in and then we went up our separate ways for a while only to come back because this is going to be a big time and we're going to need the most comfort we can get yeah yeah. and then our connection is uh, also comfort but also information based Mm -hmm. so your job when you showed up is to get as many people to remember and to awaken as possible Mm -hmm. and I just happen to be one of the people on the list
0: Mm -hmm. that makes sense
1: being human and being Lyran is very odd because Lyrans are so like strong and mildly uptight. Being yeah. human kind of loosens that uptightness. Yeah. So more people can be comfortable around you. Yeah. And I'm sure if he realized and if he got in touch with his his other self, that his personality would shift. And that's not mm-hmm. what's go, supposed to happen.
0: Go more Lyran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um yeah i i know about some of that (laughs) the Mm -hmm. seriousness and the uptightness (laughs) oh it's
1: like that's
0: that's like that's like uh 70 of my personality but fortunately when i connect with other humans then like other changes it it changes a bit which makes me a little more like (laughs) easy to yeah
1: that's that's your human self coming through yeah and when you go back to being like your full being again, you'll be a little bit, it'll be easier for other people to talk to you as a Lyran because you'll be mm-hmm. a little bit easier to to approach. <laughs> yes. That
0: makes sense. Yeah. You won't uh, have
1: such RBF just right, walking right. down the hallway. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: I, I give you a dollar for every time. Like my husband yeah. told me, can you be a little less intense please? <laughs> Yeah, Lyrans are very intense people. Yeah. So. <laughs> as is my daughter, who is also Lyron. She's the most intense person mm-hmm. I know, and I'm like,
1: God damn it! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What did I do yeah. to
0: deserve this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, what else is gonna ask? Oh, well, um, what about um, is team member, well, Anru's, I guess, yours, your team member who was also, you know, your same um, race. Are you, is that person here somewhere? Right now?
1: Oh, mm. I'm not really sure. I get the sensation That they are both here and not here at the same time, so it's possible that they are Mm -hmm. parallel, Comparative to me. Mm. Um... But... They're very... Oh... They're very, uh... They're very serious. Uh, uh Ah, (laughs) uh-huh. They're very serious. Uh because we have uh because our emotions can affect other people specifically our our species and Mm -hmm. others as well if they have empathetic uh like tendencies Mm -hmm. can affect other species and uh they are very serious to keep that all inside whereas as you can probably tell i'm not nearly as serious yeah um (laughs) (laughs) uh i mean i guess in times that it it matters and it counts. I'll be serious, but they are locked down um, hard. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard for me to even kind of talk to them.
0: Yeah. Even they're not though as I, open.
1: Yeah. Even though I, I know them. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's not BFFs. <laughs> it's,
1: yeah. It's not, it's, it's very strange. Our relationship with each other is very strange, but I think they have kind of a parallel life going on. Mm-hmm. So, or or i actually i think it's this i think they're on the ship oh okay. next to earth so mm-hmm. they're here but they're not
0: oh i see so they're in the vicinity
1: mm-hmm that's what it is that's why it feels like they're in two places at once that makes sense it's because they're they're here but they're not they're in the they're in the ship waiting for all of us to wake up
0: got it um is the ship like kind of like has some sort of a um veil or something to disguise it from well, no wait. Actually I think I know the answer to that question. We not everybody can see UFOs, right? Because mm-hmm. because if you're not accustomed to seeing them, if your brainwave state is such that it's um you know, not able to kind of match the frequency or, you know, if you've never seen it's the it's the whole um analogy what is it? It's um Ga- uh, Ga- Galileo? No. What's his face? I can't think of his name right now. Magellan. The word I was looking for was Magellan. The ship, the ship. <laughs> God, <laughs> I'm messing this up. <laughs> they couldn't see the ships because the Native Americans, when... Oh, God, I'm butchering uh, this. When- I know what you're talking when about. When what's his face... I want to say Galileo, but that's not his name. um the ship's uh, shit. when the, <laughs> when the conquistador dude came to visit the native people mm-hmm. uh, with his giant ship mm-hmm. and the the people the native people could not see it because they'd never seen a giant giant ship like that before. So mm-hmm. he had to go speak to the shamans of the um the village to describe what the ship looked like and they were able to see it first because their brainwave state was such that it was more open they were able to shift states of consciousness better Mm -hmm. and so then they eventually explained to the villagers and then the villagers could see the ship but they could only see the canoes because it looked like their own canoes Mm -hmm. so is that why we can't really see it unless we're super used to seeing ufos
1: yeah Pretty much for ET. Um, there's there's that, and then there's also the fact that they are kind of keeping close, but not that close. <laughs> okay,
0: so they're trying. They don't want to be seen. They're just doing. Their mm-hmm. thing.
1: They're aware that typically humans turn kind of a blind eye towards weird things. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. So... They're not as open yeah so they're relying on not only that but they're keeping kind of far away because they know that there's some of us on earth that are going to be like there it is so (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're keeping themselves kind of backed off a little bit
0: that makes sense okay i have another question about ufo Mm -hmm. things. um so um so one one of the kind of lore that I've heard, you know, as far as cosmic disclosure goes, is mm. that we're going to be seeing more and more ships and things like that in the sky as we mm-hmm. start kind of opening. You know, they want to be seen because mm-hmm. that's part of the process is like getting people kind of more aware of what's going on above them. Um, is that true? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they might be doing things like, like ships who are currently orbiting the Earth might be doing things like mm-hmm. light shows, <laughs> like stuff yeah, like that on purpose.
1: Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, other than the the rise of smartphones, the mm-hmm. videos of UFOs are becoming more prominent because right. we're kind of showing off. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, on purpose. Yeah
1: yeah we're showing off on purpose mm-hmm. just to kind of further the uh preparation more right. mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. um will will okay i have a question with this shift in consciousness coming up um where we're you know we're going to join the galactic community it's going to be a positive thing for a planet I have heard a lot through the actually the quantum healer um, community people talk about the shift all the time Mm -hmm. Um, and I try to stay out of it because it freaks me out most of the time because it's they talk about a lot about like there's going to be you know volcanic destruction and there's going to be this and that and then everybody's (coughs) everybody's going to die and go to the new earth or like (laughs) kind of all these like crazy doomsday scenarios that I'm like Um, I'm just going to not listen entertain this. And just, like, speak with the entities that I'm uh, directly connected with, because I trust them more. Uh, what, uh, can you tell me a bit about this, the shift or the harvest or, like... <laughs> <laughs> like what, is it as dramatic as Earthlings no. like to make it out to be?
1: No, not even close. Okay. So so there is going to be that war, which is... yeah going to be our quote unquote doomsday scenario right um, but the shift itself it will not destroy Earth. it has not destroyed any other planet before mm-hmm. so I see no reason why it should set off <laughs> Yellowstone the mega volcano and that's my kill biggest everyone. fear <laughs> <laughs> no
0: don't... they're talking about they've been talking about in the like uh, at least I saw this video maybe like a year ago the yeah, volcanic activity in the West Indies or something is going to like there. Okay. So here's, here's what I heard. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. tell me if this is just a bunch of malarkey or whatever, but um, it was, there's going to be like the earth is going to like crack open in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) And then mother earth is going to like scream for like a while. And then all the energy is going to be released. And then the poles are going to (laughs) shift. (laughs) <laughs> and then um, everybody's gonna go like um, all the people who are ready and if their frequency is high enough or whatever they're going to then go to the new earth and then the old earth is gonna split off and <laughs> those people are gonna die or something. <laughs> um uh. <laughs> It's like always some version of that. Yeah. Or like it's the always big some version of the I just apocalypse. heard of another one that was like, oh, the big solar flash. Like there's gonna be a big flash and then everybody's all the people who are gonna ascend and uh, um uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I got like fifty of those, I could tell you.
1: <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. So I don't think the earth is going to split open and Mother Nature is going to necessarily scream. Mm -hmm. Something will change, but it won't be so dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's not going to be that dramatic. I think it's more of the, we're going to push humanity to the point where they are like susceptible to uh, moving to higher personalities and Mm -hmm. thought processes and and shifts and things like that and then we are going to go down and we're going to pull them into that Mm -hmm. so it's going to be less of the earth and everybody will fall in and more of a we're going to push them to the brink of what their minds currently can process and then we're going to go down and we're going to pull them through that threshold
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so and they're
1: going to join us
0: because our presence there mm-hmm. in ET bodies will be high frequency and mm-hmm. will just kind of help kind of like, oh, it's all clicking. Okay, I get it now. So kind of <laughs> like in uh, and Atlantis, where even though there are all these kind of primitive humans there, mm-hmm. us being there actually made it a, a, a mm-hmm. 5D um, society because the mm-hmm. Earth was in that frequency because there were so many yes high frequency beings there
1: okay Mm -hmm. okay that all makes sense. and because we were all in one spot the people that lived there were kind of pulled into that and had Mm a higher range of understanding and consciousness
0: that makes sense so our presence just like how right now our presence affects you know because we we incarnate with these high frequencies and that Mm -hmm. affects everybody around us but then i can only assume that when we're all there like physically standing on earth that'll have like a huge ripple effect
1: oh yeah so our job now is to raise the frequency because even in our frequency is dulled in a human body right and when we go down to earth as in our et forms then it'll just be like full wi-fi signal basically right 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 that is really cool pull them into that
0: okay so that makes sense why we are kind of Pushing to like mm-hmm. um, rush the process, not rush, but we are like w- going like with the momentum. Forward, yeah, right. With the with the, um, contact and disclosure and things like that, so that it mm-hmm. can be ready. That makes sense. Mm. Are okay? This question just came to mind. Um, are most people? Do most people who have uh, guides? Are there guides? Um, going to be from their species or are they sometimes going to be other like species? Like um, it might be like a personal connection or something.
1: Yeah, It typically it's more of a personal connection kind of thing. But sometimes there are just from that species. But most of the time it's because you have a personal connection with them
0: mm-hmm. and they want to
1: lead you sometimes it's yourself
0: right a lot of times i know it's your your future a future incarnation Mm -hmm. a past incarnation
1: Mm -hmm. and if you're like me or like you it's your other half basically right kind of guiding you through things
0: (laughs) right yeah because i've been told that i have like i still haven't figured out who is um some i don't know high-powered lyran guide who's very important but it's like very cryptic i don't know who it was very weird (laughs) because very cryptic Mm. (laughs) yeah because when my past self was telling me about that i got this i got the visual of anubis like egyptian like that was the visual that he gave me it was Mm -hmm. like this like egyptian um guide but it's also lyran and so i was just like i have no idea who this is Well, he he could be Egyptian. Who knows? Yeah, or like <laughs> I was thinking, or, like Ra or somebody. But mm-hmm. that would be I would think more. Or of he could guide. be,
1: or he could be what Ra or Anubis is originally based off of. Mm-hmm. That too, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's interesting.
0: It was very interesting, and so I'm still I'm still figuring that out. Um, <laughs> okay, I think think that is all the questions i have do you have anything else you wish to express
1: i don't think so <laughs> okay just kind of here to answer questions and have a have a good time <laughs> all right
0: well i always appreciate it thank you for answering <laughs> questions um of course. um okay one one last thing came to my mind okay. um when what, uh, how long is that ship going to be out there? Do you know, like, how long that process <laughs> is going to take? A long time,
1: it's a just while, kinda, like, at least, out there, yeah. At least, until at least for me, I know until I am done, and because I am young, it's
0: going to take a while, right?
1: Because they're just so. kind of
0: trickling people in, they're not going to be like mm-hmm. pushing the recall button, boink, yeah. They're, then, not, like, everybody they're not going to push. Ew
1: yeah they're <laughs> not gonna push the mass recall and everybody be back at no they're gonna right. let them trickle in however they need
0: to <clears throat> so okay all right now this opens up the cameras all right so um <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Is, it good, is it gonna be like um is it gonna be like oh my gosh the Craziest thing just popped into my head. So it's not going to be like Heaven's Gate,
1: where <laughs> it's no, like everybody no.
0: just leaves at once and goes to the ship. <laughs> yeah, no, not like that. It'll be um
1: most most of the time. If you get to this point where you're on like your last incarnation or whatever, they won't. They shouldn't need to hit the recall button because you've yeah. been here for so long. Right. So, so it's just going to be natural. It's gonna mm-hmm. Be a natural
0: death or progression. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to be like next week. You're going to no. like, be beamed back. No, it shouldn't be <laughs> on the on the jump
1: and be like, oh, I'm back. Yeah, no, it shouldn't be that. No, okay. So it's just it kind of just like a natural be... progression. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Exactly. Will this process of do you think of bringing back the Gen Two people be? Will the will contact happen? Or contacts speed up or get stronger, more frequent as this is happening, or like when? Do you know what the timeline is going to be?
1: Oh, no idea. Um, it'll be kind of spread out, but it should get like a like a scatter plot where it'll be like one dot, two dot, three dot, and then lots of dots mm-hmm, <laughs> after that. So it'll be something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Gen two will kind of go back and forth between. Like now, before you know, before now and then onward and then at some point it'll be cut off and then it'll be the next and then the next after that. So um when Gen 2 starts to go back, contact will start to get more frequent and we'll see more things about it. Got Maybe. it.
0: Okay. Okay. So, but are they going to wait till all of Gen 2 is back to... to- to do all that or they're just kind of like seeing what the process like they're going to wait ear. for
1: the yeah they're kind of playing it by ear they're going to wait till most are back but okay. not all
0: that makes sense okay that answers my question
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay all right there you have it that was the four generations of starseeds uh, not to be confused with the three waves of volunteers and the new earth So, um, I hope that maybe, especially those of you who may be newer to the podcast and understanding what it means to be a star seed, I hope that was helpful for you guys because I feel like this is such good foundational information just to help understand who we are and why we are the way we are. Um, I will be back next week with your regularly (laughs) scheduled, uh, episodes, but before I go, I just want to, um, just let you know, um, that I will be my, hopefully, hopefully if I will have enough, um, time this week to get the information up on my website about my new program, which is going to be, it has a name now, I'm calling it Shadow School. And uh, this will be for those of you who want to learn how to facilitate deep inner work uh, and be get to be certified as a shadow guide or shadow worker. Um, my, it's I think it's going to be a really great complement to what I teach folks in QHC, um, but can be its own standalone thing too. So I will have a lot of information coming about that. We will see, <laughs> depending on how... Much I actually am able to work this week while my kids are off. <laughs> we will see if I when that is announced, but you guys will know when it is. Um, if you're not uh, on my email list, you can go um, to my website, thestarseedawakener.com, to get on your list, on my list. If you scroll to the bottom, you can fill out a little form there, and you'll be given all the information you need um obviously also oh it's Tuesday I (laughs) just realized it it's Tuesday uh at least that's when I'm recording this so um also stick around you know come in to Instagram find me there for tell all Tuesday um and follow me there too I just I share that's kind of my main place where I communicate with people there in email so if you want to know about you know what I what I got going on that is where you will want to be, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. If you celebrate um, Thanksgiving, have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, I <laughs> and also remember that uh, there there is a lot of history we that is not told about uh, the true story of America. I feel like I should say that, also. Um, but you can still enjoy enjoy your meal (laughs) just honor honor um those who came before us here on this land if you if you live in america little tangent there all right have a great rest of your week i will see you again next week bye thank you for listening to the starseed awakening podcast If you are ready to become a quantum healer and learn this powerful spiritual technology to take it out into the world and help others, visit my website, thestarseedawakener.com slash QHC to sign up for the next round. See you soon.